Close your eyes and imagine the backdrop for the fairy tales you loved as a child. Now open them. If you're standing on the shores of Lake Bled, Slovenia, seeing the church-topped island and the castle-topped cliff, then you're already there. Is this the most beautiful place on Earth? I certainly think so, and I'm not alone. Millions of visitors have marveled at the fairy tale perfection of Bled, Slovenia. This podcast brings you the wonders of Bled, its people, places, foods, history, and experiences. Everything you need for a perfect holiday. I'm your host, Noah Charney, and this is the Bled Podcast. Is this the most beautiful place on earth? Let's begin. If you're already in Bled, Slovenia when you're listening to this podcast, or if you have been to visit and are considering a return, then congratulations. You are one of the select residents of planet Earth to have already found this most beautiful of places. If you've not yet visited but are listening anyway, then congratulations are also in order. It means that you're aware of how wonderful Slovenia is as a country to visit or even to move to, and many a treat is in store for you. Welcome to the debut episode of the Bled podcast. Is this the most beautiful place on Earth? The official podcast of the Bled Tourist Board. Is this the most beautiful place on Earth? If you ask me, then I'd put it up there. Lake Bled is almost too perfect. If Disney were to conjure up the setting for a fairy tale adventure, then this would be the backdrop. Dramatic clifftop castle? Check. Perfect crystal blue alpine lake? Check. Island on the lake, capped by a charming church? Double check. Precipitous mountains in the near distance, delicious desserts, a fascinating history. The list goes on. The only thing missing is a knight rescuing a damsel from a dragon. But all this was taken in at first glance. It was the visual sensory delight even before I'd taken a step further away from where the bus dropped me off. I spent a happy day there, wandering, eating, photographing, marveling that such a place existed and that I'd hardly known of it, at least the first time I arrived. Those were in the days before social media and the proliferation of stunning photographs of places like Lake Bled that make it so much easier to discover hidden gems and seek them out today. Fast forward to 2006 when I was a postgraduate student, and I wound up embarking on a longer form, slow food version of my original train travel smorgasbord back when I was a Euralian college student. I would live in eight different European cities, each for at least a month, to get a feel for what it would be like to move there indefinitely. I ended up in Ljubljana, and that is where I fell in love, with the country and with Mrs. Charney. We decided to settle in Slovenia as our forever home. It has been for me a land of opportunity. As practically the only Anglophone writer in the country of two million, I've become something of Slovenia's foreign cheerleader, eager to tell travelers and even potential expats of the wonders of this little nation. I even published a book, Slovenology, Living and Traveling in the World's Best Country, that is part memoir, part travelogue, part essay collection singing its praises. The book that you can read that ties into this podcast, Bledology, is something of a sequel, now zooming in on the most marvelous place that first enchanted me. There are only so many times that Slovenia can be called a hidden gem and still claim to remain hidden, but those who come to this tiny country nestled between the Alps and the Adriatic inevitably seem to feel that they've discovered a little-known paradise. While cheap flights from London have made it an easy weekend destination, the capital of Ljubljana and the entire country is a wonderland landscape. Beyond the confines of charming Zurich-like Ljubljana, 
Slovenia offers travelers a destination that is at once easy to navigate, with English spoken at a high level just about everywhere you go. One of the safest countries in the world, not to mention the cleanest, National Geographic's 2017 World Legacy Award winner as the most sustainable tourist destination, and Ljubljana was also the green capital of Europe in 2016. Well, the superlatives continue. But that's what guidebooks will tell you. Having chosen this country as my new homeland, settling in the charming three-castled alpine town of Kamnik, just north of the capital, I wanted to get to know it in a deeper and more intimate way. I wanted a local's eye view of the secret facets of this hidden gem. I set about proactively exploring, researching, but also engaging with as many locals as I could. I've been doing this for more than a decade. So when I write about Slovenia, you're getting an outsider-turned-insider-asking-insider's guide. And now I can pass all these unearthed hidden gems to you, whether in book form or in this podcast. Now, you'll be hearing a lot from me as your host, but I don't want you to take my word for it about how wonderful foreigners find Lake Blit. For this first episode, I'll pass the mic to Galen Brandt. Galen is an American professional storyteller. That's right, this is actually a profession. How cool is that? I met her through my uncle, who is also a professional storyteller. And when I met her, she launched into this amazing story about how she found and fell in love with Lake Blit. As you might expect from a pro, she tells it so well. So I'll just pass you over to her. Dobrodan, hello. To me, Lake Bled is a magical place where you can make a wish with your heart and your wish really can come true. Now, I first fell in love with Lake Bled almost 40 years ago, but I didn't realize it at the time. So back those 40 years, I happened for the first time to be in a little odds and ends shop in America, and I saw a small wooden box. It had a glass panel on the front on which was a, a painting of a beautiful scene. It was a lake surrounded by mountains, and in the middle was a little island, what looked like a castle on it. Well, it was so beautiful. It was like a place out of a fairy tale. Couldn't possibly be real. And yet, Something like a bell rang inside my heart and told me that someday I would go to the place in that painting and I would have a magic adventure. So I bought the little box and brought it home to my house in New Jersey, put it on my piano and promptly forgot all about it. Now, fast forward 35 years and it's 2019 in January and I've now turned 65 and just gone through a divorce and it's snowing. So I am officially senior, single, and snowed in. And I think to myself, I, you know, clearly the best years of my life are behind me. There's no point in my even wishing for anything good. To... And I thought, that, well, wait a minute, maybe this is my chance to restart my life, follow my heart on, on a magic adventure. Maybe I should take a trip somewhere. Well, a few days later, a dear friend posted on my Facebook wall that she had just come back from Split Croatia. And if I were ever there, I should visit the studio of artist Srečkovitnik. I'd love his work. Okay. Phone rang a few days later, and it was my sister-in-law. She said she was going to throw a surprise party for my brother's 60th birthday. And just immediate family, could I come? I said, I'd love to. When is it? Fourth week of August. Sure, I said, are we going someplace? And she said, yes, yeah, split Croatia. Oh, well, maybe my magic adventure was starting. About a week later, the phone rang again, and this time, it was Conan, one of my many Irish cousins. See, through my family, 
to my father, I have a huge Irish family in Ireland. They're wonderful. He said, well, I'm throwing a huge reunion this year and everybody's going to be there. And well, can you come over? I said, when is it? Love to. Third week of August. Perfect timing, I said. Sure. Wow, I thought I'm really going to have a magic adventure. And then all of a sudden I thought, out of the blue, that little box. Where is that little wooden box? Well, it was right there on my piano and I picked it up. And for the first time, I really inspected that beautiful little painting. And there at the bottom of the painting in tiny little letters was the single word, bled. Bled, where's bled? I looked it up. Oh, of course it's Lake Bled in the beautiful country of Slovenia, which I've heard wonderful things about, but have never visited. That's it. I'm going to have a really magic adventure. I'm going to the place in that painting. And so I did. In August of 2019, I went first to Ireland and then to Croatia. And the first week of September, I went all by myself, followed my heart on a magic adventure to Slovenia. And from the minute that I set foot in Ljubljana, I fell head over heels in love with the country with love in its name. I wandered day and night for two days, just in a state of awe and amazement, taking in the natural beauty. And the city was so green and the river and the cobbled streets and the magnificent Plechnik architecture, the buildings and the bridges and the castle. And above all, the warmth and friendliness of the people. Everyone I met engaged me in such thoughtful conversations about their country and their culture. Of course, all spoke perfect English. Well, I went up and down the cobbled street of Turk and looked in every shop window and talked to shopkeepers. And there was one who told me when she found out that I write stories and songs for children that I had to go immediately to the puppet theater and see what was on. So I did. I went right away and got the last ticket, and I saw the best children's puppet show I've ever seen. And then I had a delicious dinner, everything so fresh and healthy. And next morning, I had Stukli for breakfast, and then off to Lake Bled. Oh, it was even more beautiful than I could ever have imagined. It was truly that fairy tale painting come to life, and it was real. And I was really there. And I put my bag in the hotel and walked briskly down the path that runs around the entire lake. And everywhere I looked, such beauty. And I leapt into the first Pletna boat available. And soon I was being rowed out to that little island, rowed across those sapphire waters that were being striated liquid gold by the sun. The closer we got to that island, the more I felt I could hear a bell ringing. And I thought, wow, I am now in such a state of enchantment that I'm hearing bells ringing in my head. You see, on purpose, I had done very uncharacteristically for me, absolutely no research into Lake Bled in advance because I wanted to encounter it innocent of any knowledge. I wanted its particular magic to just wash through me when I was actually there. Well, we arrived at the island and I made my way up what I quickly discovered were 99 stone steps and crossed the perfect little island. The sound of the bell got louder and I was standing in front of what I thought was the castle, but no, I discovered it was a, it was a church. There was a castle, Bled Castle, but it was high on a hill much larger, and it overlooked the island and this little church. But there I was, and well, it was the church of pilgrimage of Mary, the Lady of the Lake. Well, I was on a little pilgrimage myself. I went into the church, and oh, that chapel was exquisite. The walls were this dazzling white, and 
There were beautiful frescoes and a gorgeous gilded statue of Mary herself behind the altar. And in front of the altar, mounted in the ceiling, there was a big brass bell. And hanging from it was a thick rope, a bell pull. And there was a line of people waiting to ring the bell. Oh, so I'd actually been hearing the sound of a, a real bell. But why were people ringing the bell? Well, the person in front of me explained that legend has it that if you really believe in magic, and you believe that wishes can come true, and you make a wish with your whole heart, and then you ring that bell three times, that magic wishing bell will grant your wish. Oh, well, I had to ring the bell. I didn't know what my wish would be. My heart was so full, but my mind was strangely empty. But I waited until everyone in line had rung the bell, and well, kind of miraculously, there was no one else around. I somehow knew that ringing that bell would help me find my wish. So I grasped the bell pull and I pulled, but that bell didn't move. It didn't ring. See, that bell is heavy and I'm only about five foot one and I don't weigh that much. And I realized I'm going to have to pull hard. And I pulled again. Still, the bell didn't move, didn't ring. So I pulled with all my might and suddenly the bell began to move. It rang. It was so heavy that it actually pulled me up into the air. And I landed and I rang it again. And this time it rang louder. And I I was lifted even higher into the air. And I landed and I pulled a third time. And that bell rang out and it lifted me so high in the air. I felt I was flying. And suddenly I knew my wish. And I said out loud, may I be the piglet. And then I landed in joyful amazement back on the ground and let go of that rope. Now, that might sound like a very strange wish for anyone to make. But you see, I'd been writing a fairy tale musical called The Piglet Opera about a little piglet. And the piglet follows her heart on a magic adventure. She's a singer and she needs to find her best friend, a dancing cow, who the piglet is convinced has jumped over the moon. So the piglet needs to believe in magic and in herself enough that even though she's young and very small, she too can jump over the moon, find her friend. So what I, what I meant by my wish was, may I live the rest of my life just like the piglet, following my heart on magic adventures, like the magic adventure that's led me here to Lake Bled. And someday, might I even bring the piglet opera here to Slovenia and perform? In that sense, be the piglet in Slovenia. Well, I left the church and I left the island, but not before I'd walked up the campanile and taken in the wonderful mechanical bell and then visited the potichnica and had a wonderful slice of potica, walnut cake, and then went to the, the wonderful little gift shop and picked out a pair of exquisite little wooden earrings, handmade in the shape of that magic wishing bell. Followed the little path around the island and then back down the steps and into the Pletna boat, and I was being rowed back across those sapphire and golden waters back to shore. Well, then I walked the entire path around the lake in a state of joy, really beauty, every turn. And I made my second pilgrimage of the day. I, just at sunset, walked up to the cliff, up to the castle, toured the castle. And just as the sun was setting, I had a piece of creme regina, the bled cake, and some pear juice. And I consumed my delicious feast as the sun was setting over that glowing lake. It's my way of thinking the perfect ending to a perfect day. I made my way back to the hotel and the next morning got up and walked the whole perimeter of the lake again. And this time I hiked up to the two special viewing points, Oistlicha and Oisoinicha. 
And I was rewarded with the most astounding views of the lake and the island and the castle and the mountains beyond. Then I walked back to the hotel and by the time I got there, it was mid-afternoon and it was unseasonably warm for the first week in September. And well, I, in fact, the sun was blazing again, striating that lake with a liquid gold. And I, so I slipped on the swimsuit that I'd brought on the off chance it would be warm enough to swim. And I leapt into those waters and then I was swimming and swimming and swimming through liquid sapphire and gold and closer and closer to that island. And every time I lifted my head to breathe, that island was a little closer and a little closer, like something out of a dream. And I swam about 600 meters almost out to that little island. And when I got really close, I blew a kiss to that magic wishing bell and turned around and swam back to shore. Now, I love to swim. I've swum all my life. This swim was so magical, I can still feel it. And the next day, I left Bled knowing I would return someday. And I spent two days in the wild beauty of Lake Bohin and then back to Ljubljana for my last two days in Slovenia. Again, walked through the town in state of joy, toured museums and beautiful parks. And then the last night, I walked up and down again the cobbled street of Staritorg. And it was dark and late now, so all the shops were closed, but there was a light at the end of the street. And I followed it down. And well, I was standing in front of a shop I'd somehow never seen. And the window was filled with beautiful little items. They all looked handicrafted and they had a unique sensibility. I'd, I'd never seen anything quite like any of them. So I went into the shop and the only other person there was the lovely shopkeeper, Valeria. Now she explained to me that the items were in fact handcrafted by children and young adults who are hearing impaired and that sales of the items would benefit the Ljubljana Institute for the Deaf and Hearing Impaired. Well, I thought, how completely wonderful. I also thought, you know, these young people, despite or maybe perhaps because they're hearing impaired, they see exquisitely. They have a unique vision in all senses of that word. and They've brought it so beautifully to life in these handicrafts. So I searched through the store and found particularly special items I wanted to bring home with me. And as Valeria was ringing up my purchases, I happened to look down and there for sale on the counter by the register was one small, bright pink, curly-tailed piglet looking right at me. I picked it up, held it out to Valeria and said, oh, Valeria, I must take this piglet home with me too, because, well, I've been writing a musical fairy tale about a little piglet. And well, when I was just in Lake Bled, I, and then I stopped because already Valeria was smiling and nodding at me and looking at me so kindly and knowingly. And she said, oh yes, you must take this little piglet home. And then you must come back to Slovenia someday and you must perform your fairy tale here, here for the children, for their families, for the school. For I run the arts program here. Talk about the wish of your heart coming true. Yes, Valeria, I said, yes, thank you with all my heart, with joy. I will come back to Slovenia I will be the piglet. Well, Valeria and I hugged goodbye. I left the shop holding the little piglet to my heart. And for the first time, I thought to look up. And there was the name of the shop with a drawing. Remember, the piglet has to jump over the moon. The drawing was not of a piglet, but it was of a zebra that was flying to the full moon. And the name of the shop? Zebra Grena Luna. Zebra goes to the moon. And I looked up into the sky there in the Slovenian sky was the actual full moon. What luminous magic. Well, the next day I flew home to the United States and as long planned, I went to the annual conference a week later of the Children's Music Network. It's a wonderful network of uh, songwriters and performers and educators who work with music and children. And there was someone there I particularly wanted to talk to. He was there every year and I'd never talked to him, but I'd seen his work. 
And I really admired it because he's a wonderful movement artist and he uses his body very expressively, puts the characters into his body and sometimes uses sign language. And I'd heard he was a great coach. And I thought how wonderful it would be if he would coach me. Because if I were going to perform for an audience of those who were hearing impaired, it would be so good if I could use my body and maybe sign language to communicate really clearly to the children. Yes, I had to speak to Jackson Gilman. Well, the first day of the conference, I'm standing in the lunch line. I look around and there right next to me is Jackson. I said, hey, Jackson, you want to have lunch? He said, oh, sure. So we got lunch, sat down, started to chat. And then I said, you know, Jackson, there's, there's something I'd like to ask you. I've been writing a musical fairy tale. It's about a piglet. And I just got the most wonderful opportunity to perform it in a very special venue in Slovenia. And Jackson said, oh, I love Slovenia. I've performed in Slovenia. I said, I love it too. I just got back. Well, what took you to Slovenia? And he said, oh, well, I was there with my family to attend the wedding of my nephew, Noah. Noah's probably, he really is the most famous American living in Slovenia because, well, he fell in love with it too. And he fell in love with a woman there and he, he moved there. He lives there full time and he writes about it and speaks about it. And I said, wait, wait, your nephew is Noah Charney? Slovenology? And Jackson said, well, yes, actually, how did you know? I said, well, because when I got back from Slovenia a week ago, I had fallen so in love with the country that I Googled, I am an American who's fallen head over heels in love with all things Slovenian. And up came Noah Charney in his book, Slovenology. So I bought it as an ebook. I read it immediately, loved it. If anything, it's made me fall more in love with Slovenia. Here it is on my phone. And uh, well, you see what I wanted to ask you, whether it was whether or not, as it turns out, Noah Charney's uncle would be willing to coach me on a performance in Slovenia. And Jackson said, um, Noah Charney's uncle, that would be me. I said, yes, Jackson, that would be you. He said, well, actually, that sounds great. Sure. I, Slovenia is wonderful. I said, yes, Slovenia is wonderful. It is a magical place where you can make a wish with your heart, ring a bell, and your wish really can come true. Well, Jackson and I began working. Now, the pandemic had just started, so we were working on Zoom. He was coaching me, and I was co-hosting the weekly children's show that he performs on Zoom. And a couple of months ago, someone I didn't recognize zoomed in to Jackson's show, and Jackson called out, oh, Noah, hi. And I said, Noah, Noah Charney has in Slovenology? And Noah, you laughed and nodded and said, yes, that's, that's who I am. How, how do you know about me and my book? And I said, oh, Noah, a few years ago, I was in Slovenia and I felt so in love with it, especially Lake Bled, that, well, I, and Jackson said, well, Galen, why don't you just tell Noah your story? <laughs> so I did. And that's how, at Noah's kind invitation, it came to pass that I'm telling all of you my story now. My story of how I fell in love with the country with love in its name, and especially with Lake Bled. Welcome to the official podcast of Bled Tourism. Together we'll explore Bled and its surroundings, its history, its people, its foods, traditions, experiences, everything a traveler could hope for. You'll find it here in this perfect paradise on the sunny side of the Alps. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bled Podcast. Is this the most beautiful place on earth? The official podcast of the Bled Tourist Board. In each episode, we explore Bled and its surroundings. You'll find it all here in this image of paradise.